For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. On today's show, we're going to explore LinkedIn has added a fantastic new tool, and I love it even more because Facebook recently removed a similar feature, an easier way to grow your LinkedIn newsletter off of LinkedIn, a feature that LinkedIn's like made a big announcement, hey, we're removing this, and another one they removed without really making an announcement. And if you're a Power Inbox user on LinkedIn, some new features to make it way more manageable. My name is Jerry Potter. Yes, it rhymes with the boy wizard, host of the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a Social Media Examiner production where we break down the latest social media news and what it means for marketers like you. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. Today, I'm joined by Judy Fox. Judy is a LinkedIn strategist, and her course is called the LinkedIn Business Accelerator. Welcome back to the show, Judy. Glad to have you here. Excited to be here. And yes, this is Judy Fox, Fox like the animal. I like that you get to be uh, <laughs> Potter like Harry Potter. I am Fox like the animal. <laughs> it's the device that helps people remember. So let's talk about uh, LinkedIn's big announcement, their Q2 call for Microsoft. This is where they come out and they say, hey, here are the things that we're doing well. And then we kind of read through them to see exactly what's going on. But what did they announce and what are your interpretations of exactly what's going on in, at LinkedIn right now? I mean, the overall takeaway is celebrating growth at LinkedIn. It's growth to 900 million members. It's growth of revenue. It's growth of people posting and spending time on the platform creating newsletters. They're saying it's a 10x year over year growth of newsletters. But we obviously just got access to newsletters. (laughs) It still is powerful to see that even though they gave the community access, people really are taking action on it. So the whole thing is... People are not sleeping on LinkedIn as much anymore, and there's a lot of activity and user sessions happening. Earlier this year when we talked, it was about how there's way more public engagement on LinkedIn, there's more content creation, and and you can see the results of them leaning into that, which I think is great news for marketers. But as you brought up, newsletters are 10x year over year is kind of like, yeah, but almost nobody had them last year. I only got it last year. (laughs) Or in 2021. So Exactly. Yeah, but it's always good to know, especially if a marketer or a business is investing their time into LinkedIn. So let's talk a bit about this improved newsletter discoverability that they're rolling out because they're obviously leaning into this. And for anyone who's going to start creating one, and I started one a couple of weeks ago after a conversation that we had, and I'm loving it so far. So what are they adding now? Because I didn't know this stuff was new. I was like, oh, this is pretty neat. So what do we have now with LinkedIn newsletters? The first one is improved SEO form ability where you can really think through how you want it to look on Google search and how you want the title to look and the description. That is putting the power back in the creator's hands for putting content out that can be found long term. That is the benefit of newsletters. Hands down, 100%. 
it's content that instead of lasting one week on LinkedIn, it can last for years. So that's why there's 10x growth on newsletters. Yeah. And let me make sure I understand that. So, I mean, obviously having your own blog that has good SEO juice would be fantastic, but LinkedIn.com has a lot of domain authority in, in Google. And so essentially you can have an article title, something that people might click on, and then you can have a different one that would show up in Google results. Is that kind of what that is? Correct. Yes. Okay. You want to leverage, just like you said, leverage both, leverage your website and leverage LinkedIn. But depending on where they find you, create a circle, make sure within your LinkedIn newsletter, you put a link to your website. If you say, hey, if you want to sign up to get these in your another way in your inbox, because LinkedIn newsletters do get delivered to everyone's inboxes. So there's ways to move traffic is what I'm trying to say. You want to create a very seamless way to deliver the resources you have. Okay. And then what else have they added for newsletters? What have they not added? <laughs> they have also added the URL that creates a pop-up to subscribe. It reminds me when I go over to YouTube channels that have that pop-up that say, hey, click here to subscribe. Yeah. Anything that gives a user experience, you're kind of forced to press that button to either close the box or you're just like, look, I'll just subscribe. It's popped up right on the screen. And I think that's really smart and embeddable buttons. That way you can put a button either on an email and embed it you can embed buttons even on LinkedIn. So I think it's really cool that you can start to have clickable buttons that say the word subscribe. Well, anything that removes friction between somebody, you know, yeah, it's like, oh, click here, scroll down my profile, find my newsletter and subscribe. And, and that is obviously fantastic. Too many steps. <laughs> yeah. So they have added one more thing to LinkedIn newsletters, and this is still kind of rolling out. But, you know, I got into a discussion with somebody else here at Social Media Examiner about it where we're like, Oh, I don't know about this one. So we'll talk about that in just a second. But Judy is going to be joining us at Social Media Marketing World coming up here next month. I can't believe it's almost March. If you want to make a bigger impact with your marketing, that's why we've created the incredible learning experience that is Social Media Marketing World, one that will improve your value and help you crush your goals this year. We have physical and virtual tickets. So you can come to sunny San Diego or you can be there virtually and the team does an amazing job with that. You can get your ticket right now by going to socialmediamarketing.world. That's socialmediamarketing.world. So this next feature with LinkedIn newsletters is I felt like it was kind of a privacy violation. So if I'm understanding it right, if I subscribe to a newsletter, and somebody visits my profile, they'll be able to see all the newsletters that I'm subscribed to. Is that accurate? Yes, that's what I'm seeing. And I haven't seen it yet on anyone's profiles. That's something we mentioned before we got on this live. So I don't know what that experience is going to look like because I haven't seen it yet. But when I go down to the bottom of Jerry's profile, for example, I can see the companies he follows, the groups he has joined. And I'm assuming that would be the place that you might put uh, the newsletters. I'm guessing. Yeah. It's not that, you know, I think any of us are like, oh, I want to subscribe to a newsletter that I don't want anybody to know about in terms of anything nefarious. But, you know, you might be monitoring your competitors or different things like that. And there was a blurb in it where they said, and if you want to opt out of it, all you have to do is, and it was like, oh, okay. And the answer, at least my interpretation of it is, <laughs> all you have to do is unsubscribe from the newsletter. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that option. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think the number one thing beyond even just looking at your competitors, if you go into the world of 
job seekers, job change, client acquisition, relationship building that might be wanting to happen behind the scenes, especially if you want to be subscribed to something so you don't miss it, but you being subscribed to it could open up question marks in either your current boss's mind. Yes. Again, there's things that I'm like, "Mm," especially if you were following a company page of a company you wanted to work for and you're currently working for another company, it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think they need to do it, but it's fine. We'll flow with the choices right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it goes against them wanting to subscribe to a lot of newsletters. People may not subscribe to certain newsletters because of that. And if So if you see a few unsubscribers, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) It means they want to work for you, right? Oh, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) They don't want their boss to know. We'll go with that. That's more positive, right? Yes. And then they also announced that we can now schedule articles ahead of time for the newsletters, which is fantastic. Now, this next feature they announced has to do with our profiles. And this, you just told us about this yesterday. So what is this new thing we'll be able to do with our profiles now? Oh my gosh. So we can customize our activity section now, and then we can go into creating a custom news feed that somebody wants to open for us. For example, if and I'll just lean into customizing the activity for video. So if you're a video creator, you can now start to create a wall of all of your videos. They are about one, two, three, four across. It's almost like creating a grid, just like your Instagram reels or maybe a TikTok grid. And you can start to, as a consumer, we can watch your videos one after the other. They're not as easily swipeable, but they're pretty swipeable. Yeah. It's like almost swipeable. <laughs> and I loved that when you told me about this, because Facebook business pages used to have a feature until this new pages experience rolled out where you could decide what order things showed up on your page as well as what order the tabs showed up in. So if you were a video creator like me, you could have videos first. If you were a restaurant with beautiful food photos, you could have your food photos first or your reviews if you had good reviews. And so that is gone now on Facebook. So I was excited to see that. So essentially, when somebody goes to your profile, they can see any content that you've posted, but you can decide which type of content is featured. Is that right? Yes. So deciding what you want, I always say to people, what you focus on expands. And that is the goal here. If you want to expand your newsletter reach, feature your newsletter as your top performing piece of content you want people to be landing on, not just your last post, but you can start to treat it as a resource. And what I think is really cool is it starts to create unique URLs for every landing page that you want people to land on. So for example, I may have create a series of, and I keep leaning into video just because I know how powerful video can be. And I think it will reignite video on LinkedIn. And here's why. Because if I create a series of six videos in a row that all belong together, I'm taking over my own grid. And I can easily send that now to a client or prospect potential client and say, hey, check out my most recent series. I'm offering six tips for how to do something. And they're all right there. You don't have to scroll a news feed. They are beautiful, just right in a grid. Well, and that's a great point you brought up about this. I mean, obviously, LinkedIn is leaning into more content, getting more content created, you know, marketing perspective as well. And the great thing about this now, I mean, because it used to be 
LinkedIn content sometimes would just kind of vanish, right? You'd put it up and then like it was like four clicks <laughs> to go find it. You gotta hunt. You have to scroll. Yeah. You used to land on all activity and you were like, you just liked 30,000 posts. I don't know right. how to find. Oh my gosh. It separates all of it. If I only want to scroll Jerry's most recent comments, I can do that now. Yes, you can creep on my comments in many different ways. Yeah. Well, and as you said before, you know, it's like if somebody, you know, watches a bunch of your videos in a row, you know, I always like to say, I always tell people it's like bingers are buyers. So if you want to take somebody from being a total stranger to being ready to buy, then, you know, getting them to watch four videos in a row is a much faster way to do that than hoping they hit follow and see some of your upcoming content. So love this direction that they're going in. And they are, as we talked about, leaning toward helping people who are creating content, including marketers. So a new analytics page is being rolled out this year. What are you seeing with that? Oh my gosh. I love the investment they're making in analytics too. Like all these new features, I just have to tell everybody, I have been like squealing and like making loud noises in my house because I am so excited. My number one thing I love seeing in the analytics, and then I'll explain, or two things. I can see my follower growth and on what days connect to what content and where do I get those huge spikes because I might go, oh my gosh, I need to repeat that style of comment, that type of content. Oh my God, I love that. And then the second thing I can see now is easily they round up my top performing posts over the past seven days, 14 days, 28 days, 90 days, 365 days. And I can create all these graphs and filters to see how everything is performing and what is working. Oh my gosh, I love it. That's huge. Yeah. So you can quickly, you know, repurpose or create more of the same content. You know, you said you can look at it from the last seven days, for example. Mm -hmm. How much would you say on average your clients, how much are they posting on LinkedIn in a week, counting an article or a newsletter or whatever it might be? I would guess two to three max. Okay. I always recommend, especially on LinkedIn, at a high level business, if we think you're online all the time and you're not trying to sell us some online digital marketing service or something, you may say, I don't want to look like I have the time on my personal profile to post all the time. I do recommend, <laughs> and I think it's fine to post all the time on your company page. Go crazy over there because that doesn't give us the same perception that if you are the C-suite leader, if you are CMO, if you are a manager, a director, even if you're an employee at any level, you should not look like you are online in response to getting the work and the business done. So I don't know if that resonates, but. No, well, yeah, it certainly resonates with me because I can immediately think of people on all the <laughs> platforms where you're kind of like, aren't they running a business? How are you online all the time? <laughs> and I think for some people it's natural. They whip out their phone. They put something up every time they have a thought. But yeah, that's an interesting take on it. And then for the inbox warriors, they started uh, kind of rolling this out at the end of summer, early fall last year was this focused inbox. And they keep adding more and more features to it to help people who are in the private messages all the time. So what have they added here recently that I know you're excited about. I should have like a star emoji pop up right now, <laughs> like a game. <laughs> the star is the ability to not lose messages now. If I get a great message saying, hey, I saw you here and I want to see about speaking or I want to get on a podcast with you or collaborate, whatever the opportunity is, star the message. And now you can just filter your inbox 
to go back over that past week and see what you starred. And maybe you don't have time to respond on Monday, but you always follow up by Thursday or Friday. You're not going to lose those messages now. Oh my gosh. I love it. Yeah. And that's been a big shift for people. And, and we're kind of seeing this across all the social networks where it's like, you know, originally messaging was just kind of this thing mm -hmm. that was built in, but now message management has become more important. So it's cool to see that. And then a couple of LinkedIn features, one that they've like made this announcement, like, Hey, we're taking this away. And a lot of us are like, okay. And then another one they took away in the last couple of months, not in the dark of night, as you explained it to me. <laughs> quietly. There was no big announcement about it, right? <laughs> it was quietly removed. So the first one that they are taking away, and I don't know if there was an official press release, but there was an announcement made for this as they are taking away the curious reaction, which is one of many reactions on LinkedIn right now, which is curious. Yes. <laughs> what are your thoughts around that? Maybe people had too many emoji choices. I don't know if I have a clear understanding of the thinking behind we need to remove curious, but I will say when they launched the emojis, they didn't have laughter. I don't remember seeing laughter in there. So it's possible they just were like, look, we have the insightful or we have different things along the way that we just don't need curious anymore. But I don't see any bad reason. Maybe they have the analytics and people just weren't curious enough. <laughs> I mean, they obviously probably weren't using it or else it wouldn't be gone at all. But I find on LinkedIn that there's such a variety in those reactions that I kind of have to hover over and go, okay, which one <laughs> do I need here? And that's too much time to be thinking about that. And then curious is also just a weird, outside of a Sherlock Holmes movie, if so you say something and somebody goes, curious. It's not always positive, 100%. <laughs> You're curious. I don't know what that means, you know? So, and then this other feature you talked about too, this, you know, you brought this up during our pre-show conversation. This was something that they just kind of tucked away in the dark of night in the last couple of months. I had to go hunt for where it went when I went to go use the pinned comment feature. Wait, where did it go? And I went over to Twitter because I couldn't find anyone talking about it and finally found a few people posting. And eventually I saw LinkedIn help come in with a message just saying, hey, it wasn't as utilized. We want to put our energy and effort towards other business tools. And I was like, oh my gosh, I loved the pinned comment. Do you know how many people loved the pinned comment? Yeah, because otherwise you can't refer, you know, if you get any sort of engagement, you can't say, oh yeah, yeah, you know, find it in the comments or find the link in the comments because it's gone. It's four clicks away now, you know, which has become this recurring theme today. Or you may want to continue the post in the comments. Maybe there was something else that you wanted to say, but you didn't want to go back in and edit. I've seen that come up too, where you may say, hey, correction, blah, 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 and I'll just pin it. Oh my gosh. I loved the pinned comment and I can only speculate why it's really gone. <laughs> Well, we'll organize a little side group commiseration about missing it at Social Media Marketing World. Oh, yes. <laughs> when you're in San Diego. I'll hand out little fox pins to everybody. Pin this comment. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, Judy will be one of our featured speakers at Social Media Marketing World in San Diego. Just a quick reminder, time's running out to get your physical or your virtual ticket to join us. And you can do it right now at socialmediamarketing.world. Judy, where can we find out more about you? JudyFox.com is easy to get to. It's J-U-D-I-F-O-X. And at the very top, it has all the social handles or just join and find me on LinkedIn. I am hashtag Fox Rocks on there. And I'm the only one with a Fox emoji in my name. So I'm pretty sure you'll be able to find me. There you go. All right. And if you are looking for some other podcasts to add to your listening lineup, we love putting out the Social Media Marketing Podcast and the Web3 
Business Podcast. You can find them in your favorite podcasting app. And until next time, may you be wise with your marketing decisions. Thanks, everyone. Bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.